You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. Today, we're going to talk about how you can tell if you're really rich. You know, we look on Instagram and we see all these people showing their, you know, cars that they leased for the day and they take a picture and, and that's all exciting. Um, but I'm old enough to tell you, I, I can tell you, I, I can tell you within about five minutes of being around you whether you're really rich, if you just let me ask you just a few questions. So I'm going to take you through the questions that I ask myself, because I've caught myself in, in that too, wanting to... There was a period there where I wanted to look the part. And then I just decided, you know what, I'd just rather be the part. I'd rather be the real thing. This is how you can tell if you've, you know, we're going to go through a little report card here. This is what I ask myself. How much cash, when I say cash, that is, if I could walk into my local banks, how much money could I pull out of the bank in the next 24 hours? Cash, just pure out, walk out, go in, go out. I don't care if it's a cashier's check, but you get the general idea. I, I, it's a problem I had with cryptocurrency. My, my son would talk to me about cryptocurrency all the time. He said, why aren't you buying any of it, Dad? I said, because Warren Buffett hasn't, and I can't buy groceries with it. <laughs> okay, there you go. So if you wanted to know how wealthy you are, if you went into all the banks that you have you know, that you can get into on a given day. How much money can you walk out with? Next, you know, people talk about their businesses. I want to know what are the values of your businesses? I, I'm so tired of hearing a percentage of EBITDA and all of that. And I love how Warren Buffett says it. You know, you know what EBITDA is? It's BS. It's BS a lot of the times. But, but what you can do is you'll typically, if you have a decent business, is a, a broker, somebody will reach out to you at least twice a year to give you a value of your business. Take them up on it. Find out what your business is worth. I, I use a couple various formulas just to find out what mine is worth. I take the lowest amount, which is if I took my salary and I timesed it by five, and then again, this is when you're dealing with a seven or eight figure business, you know, what, what would it be worth? I mean, that's real life, real life numbers. I, I hear the crazy returns that people say they get, but I'm just, you know, looking at my businesses. If, if somebody went in, they go, well, Sean made this and his partner, okay, they made this. This is the number. This is the, the payroll number for the ownership group. And you could times that by a multiple. Of, of, you know, five to 10, that would be a, a conservative number that you could sell your company for. One of the figures I use, I also use, I mean, EBITDA is one that you can use in certain industries, but it's a constantly moving target. But at the end of the day, what could you actually sell your company for? Because I get people that tell me what they think their company's worth, and it's so highly exaggerated adding a zero to it, because you can come up with almost anything. But again, I'm, I'm trying to find out, are you really rich? Look at all what you get paid from your company, you and the partnership group, and times that by, you know, three to five. That'll give you a, a conservative end of what your company's worth in everyday small business, okay? Next, look at your real estate. I love buying real estate. Why? Because I know what it's worth. It's, it's very simple to get the worth of a piece of real estate. All you have to do is get an appraisal. I mean, you can look at a tax assessment and times it by 20%, and you're probably going to be right in there as well. So I, again, why I wasn't so much into crypto, 
I bought a few pieces of real estate during those same time periods and made really good money off of that. So where you want to put your money into something that you know doesn't lose value. The one thing I like about real estate, real estate in my, I've never had a piece of real estate go to zero. I have had stock go to zero. So real estate holdings is a great way to know your, you, you know, whether you're rich or not. How, how much you got in real estate? Very easy to determine. You know, okay, you owe this much. The the, the values are this much. Okay, we're we're digging behind the curtain. Not not the fake. This isn't the fake rich. I'm 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 asking you the questions that'll tell me whether you're rich. Next is what are your company incomes? What do you make off of your companies? Okay, in one of my companies, I have eight streams of income off of one company because it has lots of divisions and partnerships. So I can go ding, 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 ding. Then I can go into other companies. I just, really simple math. This is what I get. This is my income off of the companies I own. Then I can go into incomes that I make off of book royalties and things of that nature. Again, getting into all, all the various forms of income I have. Then you'll go into your investment portfolio. Remember how I talked about money you could pull out of the bank, you know, you can walk into the banks. Well, your investments will probably take you, you know, three to five days. This is your portfolio that's not non-retirement, but non in a bank. This is your, you know, your fidelity, your T Rowe price, your mutual funds, things of that nature. I, I, I'm always putting money into these. I'm putting money into lots of baskets. Generally conservative baskets that have performed over the last 80 years. I'm a big, you know, give me a, a solid S&P index fund. Okay, so there you go. So I'm looking at my investments that are non-retirement. You can see how it's, it's really easy to figure out whether you got money or not. If I'm bringing up things you don't even have, then you know that you're, you know, I, I question your, at least I'm going to question your, uh, your, your financial e education, what you really know about money. So again, so I have investment accounts and that, that could be certificates of deposit, things of that nature. Next, I'm going to look at my retirement accounts. Okay. All right. That, these are things that I pro obviously would probably touch last because they have a, a penalty with them. And then I would go back and then I'd also look at what is the cash in all the reserves of the companies that I own. Technically, this is mine. I would touch it last, but it's there. So you can see, I mean, I, I just went through, if you're going, man, I, I never thought about those, <laughs> you know, but, but that's how on any given day, and I typically look at this quarterly, is, is what I view my net worth with, okay? Number one is how much cash can I get out of all my local banks that have all my, you know, my regular everyday banking and savings, Okay, I use credit unions, three different banks. One rule I'll tell you is I never put everything in one place. I want biz I want my banks to always continue to work to get my business because they know they don't have it all. Number two is I want to know the values of my businesses. Again, you can put them. You can get a broker and they'll help you come up with a value of your businesses. But that's you were determining your net worth here, whether you're really rich. Real estate values. Next is you know uh, you know your co your company income. What what do you have coming in? Pure. That's your offense. 
That's your offense. It'll dictate. I mean, you're gonna. It's gonna be have a. You're gonna have a hard time having all these other things I'm talking about if you can't play offense. So what I make per year is a significantly important figure to me. It's a very critical thing I look at. Then I look at my investment accounts, my retirement accounts, and the reserves of my companies. All right, that's one way. All right, next, I'm going to go a little further on how you can determine, in my opinion, how really wealthy are you? How many passive streams of income do you have? At the end of the day, I don't have to go out and work a 40-hour week for any of my income. I'm at that stage. So the one you have to ask yourself is, do I have to physically go work for every dime I go make? Okay, you should reach a point, mine was in my late 30s, where I didn't have to do that. Okay, so I have passive streams of income. This would be every one of my companies and every division, okay, all that. Then it would be my real estate, that's passive income, and book royalties, things of that. Everything that is is providing income for me on a consistent basis is my passive streams of income. Now, next thing I want to know is how many of these passive streams of income can pay my living expenses? Survival. If it all went to crap, okay, how many of these income streams would I have to lose to run out of what could pay my bills? And I have a number which is my living expenses, and, and I'm always, what I always look at is can I build a, a stream that can pay it? And then how many of the streams? Do I have six streams of income that can pay my living expenses? Do I have seven streams? Do I have eight? Do I have one? I mean, if you have one, that's not good. Okay, but it's better than 90% of the world, but you, you, want, you want that to grow. I mean, if you can have one passive stream of income that you're not going out kicking your tail, you know, working your butt off for, and it pays your living expenses, hey, guess what? You're doing incredible. Pre-30, unbelievable. But you want to add more of those. More of those, you know, real estate, if it's giving you this much, well, you just keep growing that, and it'll get to a point where it'll pay your, it'll pay your expenses. You have a company, that's great. It has, it's got, it's doing this. You start adding more product lines, you bring in partnerships, well, you're going to see that there's more streams of income. All right. So again, so we got, we got you know our passive streams of income. We've got what our income is, and then you get want to go is how many years based on the amount of money you have. We talked about that and you know just a few minutes ago. Non-retirement, everything but retirement, because you typically wouldn't touch that. How many years could I go without having to work? No money came in. Nothing. Not even the passive income. I'm going D-Day. I mean, the worst. But this is a, a, a way that I come up with my value. How many years of income do I have sitting in my savings account, my checking accounts, my re company reserve account? I mean, those, if I grabbed all my cash that I'm entitled to and I put it in one place, how long would it take me to, ex to, to burn through that? That will tell you how wealthy you are. Again, I'm just giving you the real way, the common way that, you know, uh, if you ever grew up poor, you know why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it, because this is how I look at real life money. All right, next is, uh, do you have enough money to do extravagant giving? Extravagant giving is, is uh, when you can give enough that's equal to what somebody might make in a year. 
Extravagant giving. That's when you're able to give 50, 75, 100,000, million dollars, things like that. Well, that's when you know you're rich. When you can give, when, you, when you're to the point where you can give what some people make in a year, I would say that you definitely have crossed over into a different income level, a different you know, net worth level. So you have extravagant giving. Next is, do you have enough that when you're done and you walk away from, you know, your chips get turned in, you've left an amount that's a legacy, generational wealth. You know, in other words, 10 generations of your family are going to be able to get an education. Uh, you know, when I, I look now is that, you know, how many, how many college funds can I fund? Plus the second thing is a deposit on, a, on, a, on their first time house. So they're kind of like the two things I'd like to leave behind. Because I think if you get it, if, you know, again, you know, we can go back and forth over colleges and all that, but you'd never, you'd have a hard time going wrong if you got a four-year college education and you didn't have to pay for it, okay? So let, let's say that that's not a bad thing. I went to college. That, that's okay. So if I could provide that and help every grandkid all the way down 10 generations buy their first house, you know, put it within reason, but you create something within your trust that allowed them to, get, to have those two things, no, co no college debt and a first house. Tell me that wouldn't put them in the top. 30% of their age group. So, so I have that in my brain. I'm, I'm working towards it. That's why I believe is legacy giving. What I wanted to talk about today, because I go on Instagram just like you do, and everybody's, you know, flexing their wealth. And I always like to know, you know, how rich are they really? Because I've been around some of these people that are really rich, and when I get around them, I don't <laughs> you know, little things are said in that that I, I really question how really rich they are. And, and, I, and on the other side of that, I've talked to many of them that are every bit as rich as you think they are and even richer. But I'm asking you, because I ask me the same question, how do I determine, Sean Castorino, how do I determine if I'm rich? Well, how much cash do I have? What are the values of my businesses? What is the value of my real estate holdings? What is the offense I mean, how much income do I got coming in week in and week out, okay? Because it's, it's really easy to put money away when you got incredible income well above your expenses. I mean, I want my income to be at 10 times my living expenses, if you're asking me just a general number. So my income. Next is investments, non-retirement, and then retirement. So that was kind of where, where's, all, where's all the money and the passive income in the companies I want to know all that. There's my big thing. And then I, I, I want to look at how many passive streams of income do I have? How many of these passive streams of income can pay my living expenses? Then I want to look at my big, you know, okay, my, you know, my big basket of, of investments and money. How many years could I go? How many years can I go? And it reaches a point where I always use the thing. I can, I'm never going to worry about a meal for give or take the next 200 years. Okay, then... Do I have the ability to do extravagant giving? And then can I leave a legacy, a financial legacy? All right, that's my interpretation of wealth for you today and, and why I'm an entrepreneur and why I, you know, growing up poor, I'm absolutely fascinated how you can come up with an idea, take action on it, start a small company that morphs into something that... It, not, you know, not a stock exchange company, not anything crazy, just a really solid 
seven and eight figure small businesses and you steward that money and the wealth that you can produce, it, it just blows me away. And that's why I do this podcast designed to equip, encourage, and educate entrepreneurs in the least amount of time possible. Thank you so much for listening. The podcast exceeds anything I ever imagined. And it's brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company. They're incredible. My company uses them. And that's why I can tell you they're, they're amazing. Um, beta tested. They took over in 2018, January and February. They're generally our two slowest months of the year. We had over 30 some percent growth during those two months. They know what they're doing. Um, so I encourage you to reach out to Gig Strategic. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon.